Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week, we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech. And on a Sunday, we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. This week is a very, very special episode as we have the three marketing stars of Harrington Star with me today. And they're going to be sharing their insights. Specifically, we're going to be talking about our solution marketing strategy, where we provide solutions, add value, represent the financial technology space, and most of all, the role that marketing plays in the responsibility that recruitment has to drive this industry forward. So I am super, super happy to welcome the marketing team. I want the three of you to introduce yourselves so that everyone understands who you are and what you do. So Zandra, do you want to go first? Hi, I'm Zandra. I'm the marketing and communications manager. So essentially what my role entails is getting the Harrington Star name out there loud and proud, making sure everybody knows exactly what it is that we do, the impacts we have on the marketplace, how we can add value to the marketplace and increasing our global messaging. We've got offices now in the US and in Belfast. So it's just embedding that strong mono message that we have across the globe through my role. Thank you. And Lid? Hello, I'm Lydia. I'm the brand manager here. And yeah, so anything visual, graphic design, video production, um, anything kind of print based or creative is sort of my passion. And yeah, just we all sort of get stuck in with everything. But that's sort of my where I am um, focusing. Yeah. Brilliant. And George. Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm the marketing project manager. And basically my role is working behind the scenes to piece everything together, make sure everything's on time, everything's ahead of schedule and making sure that we're not siloed in our individual roles to make sure that we're as collaborative as possible. Amazing. Um, And look, it's so nice just to have the three of you explain each of what you do, because it all comes together to produce some of the most groundbreaking pieces of content that we're seeing in the industry today. Now, our recent magazine, The Financial Technologist, was called Fintech Pathways. That is the creation um, of the three of you, as as well with a, a few of us on the strategy side of things here at Harrington Star. But That magazine is set to be the most successful one yet. So, Georgia, I wanted you just to talk to us about that magazine itself and the success that's uh, coming out of it. Yeah, so just leading on from what we were just speaking about, our new roles, actually, I feel that this mag was the most successful in a way because we all utilised our strengths and came together. We was very ahead of schedule. Everything was very well prepped. This is our first print magazine as a team. So we're really excited to kind of utilise all different channels and platforms. Over 100,000 people have received it. The diversification of how people read this magazine has really expanded this issue as well. We touched as much of the marketplace as possible. I feel like this gives a more genuine approach. So we had candidate clients and consultants who have contributed. And this means that we had a really broad range of perspectives. It was a lot more visually pleasing as well. So we did a lot of research into the marketplace. And with these, we made a lot of graphics, polls, and this gave a lot more of a clearer story of the fintech industry. And because of this, I feel like this is why the readership has seen an increase because it's been made as accessible as it is to everyone. 
I absolutely love that. And you know what, that really encapsulates everything that we've been trying to do because, you know, look, I remember when we produced our first, and I'll say it in quotation marks, our first magazine, which was literally me and Toby writing out a PDF of like market commentary and market updates and look how far we've come. And I think that there's been a huge jump in quality and accessibility from our last financial technologist magazine and this one, and that's down to the vision, the planning, everything, the branding that's come through from the three of you. So Sandra, I wanted you just to tell us a little bit more, like let's go back a bit. When, when we sat down and we did like all those vision boards of this magazine, and when we were thinking, how can we truly add value to the industry? Yeah, talk us through all of that. I think we recognise just how unique this particular edition is in comparison to the edition we released in Q1 and that that we released at the end of the year. The other two magazines, they're very much celebratory of other firms. So we've got our most influential and we've got our top 1% workplace awards. Whereas this magazine isn't a celebration of individuals and their firms. It's a celebration of the industry as a whole. And that's what we really wanted to encapsulate with this. When we were talking about it, we were talking about well, how can we make it more candidate focused? How can we make it more client focused? And our meetings were very much, how can we marry the two together? I mean, I think we first started talking about how we could have, you start from the front and that side's tailored to clients. And then you start from the back and that's for candidates. But that just wasn't reflective of how the industry actually operates. And so that's what we wanted to capture with this magazine. So that's why you see throughout the poll series, they're integrated with the commentary of the clients. They're not a separate piece. It's part of it because what the clients are saying is reflected in what the employees are saying and vice versa. So that's really where this came from. And, and the name FinTech Pathways, I think, is really important as well. We wanted this to be an industry playbook for people, a guide to see what's next for them, what's next for the industry, what firms can actually be doing better to ensure that those pathways are able to be followed. Just signpost people. It, you don't often get this kind of platform distributed at large. You'll get very siloed, you'll get sort of risk, or you'll get development. And this just captures absolutely everything the industry has to offer. So I'm really proud of how much we've delivered on that vision. I think it's, it's really come together beautifully and it will inform future editions, even our award editions that's uh, coming up. So it's really fascinating to hear how this has all come together. And I'm so glad we're sharing it because I think people just see like the result, the magazine, and they don't really understand sort of all the thought that's gone into presenting all avenues of what this marketplace has to offer. And this is why I think, you know, having this episode being so focused on our entire solution marketing strategy, this is something that really excites me. And um, Lids, from a branding perspective, we have flown forward light years like it's been brilliant seeing you do everything that you've done like you know we were talking about the vision of the magazine but just unique vision of different logos that we have different campaigns that we're running Sandra just mentioned those polls but I know you had a few thoughts on it as well so I just wanted to hear what you had to say yeah thanks first of all for that lovely flattering comment yeah I just thought you know this this magazine is all about giving people the answers of this is what everyone said and this is the state of the industry and um personally just as someone who understands obviously design and trying to reach an audience is that no one wants to look at a list of numbers like i i thought it was really important to turn those because these statistics are so insightful and kind of some of them are quite revealing so i think seeing it visually as this kind of 
whole graphic where you can literally see the difference between people's answers was so important because first of all is there no one needs to kind of do their own research we've done it for them we've given it to them to digest but also it can be shared around people can share these around to their friends their colleagues their clients and candidates themselves and obviously it's in our branding and everything so that was important but it was more just serving our readers kind of this visual display of the state of the industry and I think that was really important and also it, it was nice as you said Sandra to put it in between the articles because you're right it is completely integrated between candidates and clients and everyone in between um, and I think to separate kind of what the candidates were saying versus our um, industry experts would be counterintuitive so it was really nice to have that break in between each kind of section to visually stimulate the reader if you like. Uh, yeah, and, and it really was eye-opening, wasn't it? Like the results of these polls. And just to put it all into perspective, anyone that hasn't downloaded our magazine yet, A, you really should. But B, you know, these polls were the result of over 100,000 perspectives across the industry. And what we were doing is we were asking questions, we were sending out surveys, we were taking on feedback. And this was a process that lasted over a year. And, you know, for us to put put these all together in a really easily accessible and I've said that word many times in this podcast but that was really a huge part of our, our our driver and our vision so that people could really see what the people of the financial technology industry are thinking and therefore how they're behaving especially when it comes to staying in their company whether they're being invested in or whether they're looking to move so it was really interesting and Lids, I know that you've taken a, a really uh, keen interest in the 19% list, you've done a lot of work on some um, posters, one of which I posted today and it, you know, it hasn't gone viral, but I mean, a lot of people have been liking it and sharing it. It's been my best, my most engaged post for a long time. So I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, so well, I'm glad it's being shared around and people are reacting. I did see someone comment like, this has really frustrated me or something like that. And then, yeah, that's how I felt. And I think I'm very passionate about diversity. Obviously, we all, all of us on this call are. And I really think that design and, and visual design can be such a great way of sharing a message in one second. But yeah, I just think we need something to make people feel those feelings like that commented today on LinkedIn. And so I thought it would just be really nice to get a strong punchy advert in there to tie along with the strong punchy message, which is like, hang on, only 19% of tech roles are women. What what's that all about you know that shouldn't that is such a strong statistic so it should be paired with strong visuals and a strong message and ever since I joined here and I heard about the scheme which back when I joined was 17 percent you know I've, I've always thought well this needs as much applaud and shouting as possible so that's kind of what I want to do with it and it's definitely been eye-catching because people who who I don't recognize are liking that post and sharing it which is really really just so important and yeah. I've had um, two emails today from people I don't know saying they want to know what it's about oh, so great. it's I really, that's really fantastic that's what we want, isn't it? just people to know what the 19% list is moving the needle and, and how to get involved so that's that's amazing news so Sandra with your with, with your ability to write poetry uh, with your words tell us a bit about what the 19% list is because some people will be listening to this and they won't know I think what's been so lovely is I've been here since sort of the beginning of it, since its inception in September 2020, wasn't it now? And just how much it's evolved. And I think the, the poster that Lydia created really 
captures just how much this this initiative has been through. It's absolutely brilliant to see it reflected in the growth of DEI articles that we've had in our magazine in particular, and a lot of people not being shy and coming forward about the topic anymore. I think when we first sort of publicized about the list, released the list, there was interaction with it. Of course there was, it's an absolutely brilliant initiative, but now people are talking about it in their own words and confidently as well. And that's sort of what we wanted. Of course, we're getting, more roles for women, role creation, which is just absolutely amazing from this, but we're getting an industry talking and moving on this. So if you go to our magazine, if you download our magazine and have a look at those DEI articles, a lot of them are focused around the impact that women are making in this sector. And it's just brilliant to see so many female CEOs now, female CTOs now in this industry and being given a platform to share that as well, because previously they weren't. And it's not just in our magazine, we're seeing that in events and, and the likes and the 19% list is playing a role in, in moving that needle further forward as our, as our slogan says. So I'm really proud of, of what it's become, how it's being reflected in the branding, how it's been reflected in our campaigns. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who contributed to this magazine and also into our 19% list efforts for helping us drive that mission even further forward. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. Uh, and I'm so pleased that you've thanked everybody for the, the contribution because you know this is actually where you know the, the financial technologists really came from in the beginning. You know, this was before everyone was calling themselves a thought leader, right? <laughs> you know, back in 2010, you know, thought thought leadership was probably at you know quite at its inception. And what we said is we weren't necessarily the thought leaders of the industry, but we wanted to provide a platform for the thought leaders of the industry. And um, it's great that you're you know, thanking everybody that contributed because our magazine really relies on that. And I think, you know, you've used the word proud a number of times there. And I totally agree because our whole setup is is around doing them proud and, and really you know, being proud of that platform that we're creating together. I also just want to say a massive well done to you, Nads, for all the work that you've done. It's absolutely incredible. Nobody else could have done it. And, and thanks for the inspiration as well behind like letting us be behind these campaigns like i wouldn't want to be on any other to be honest amazing that's really good to hear so georgia what is next because we've as we always say we've got to walk the talk we are nowhere near at the end of our journey there's lots that needs to be done uh what's exciting and what's next so what's next for us i think we've got some really exciting events coming up for us as a team, I think we absolutely smashed your book launch for the Talk, Fintech Women. And it was so good that we've actually been nominated for an award for our whole campaign around your book launch. Again, talking about um, women in tech and for the Global Recruit Awards, we're in the finalists for the best marketing campaign. We've also got an inclusive crypto roundtable discussion coming up. So this is where there'll be six guests all happen to be C-level women. Our next magazine's coming up. So as previously mentioned, that will be the top 1% workplace awards where we'll celebrate the best in the industry. So really, really excited for that. We're going to start reaching out to people soon. So if you want to nominate yourself, um, definitely get in touch as we're going to finalise the category soon. We've also got um, an upcoming event at Schroeder's and it's a careers progression event. There's going to be lots of different activities there, discussions, 
and all of our consultants will be there to help you invest in yourself so that's really exciting um, and really excited to be working with Schroders again after the book launch it's such a fab space to get creative and draw people to another upcoming event is a Tradfi DeFi event so we're making a documentary all about the era of convergence and we're super excited because we've been recording and interviewing again industry pioneers um, hosted by our own Toby Bab and Helen Disney from the Realisation Group we're extremely excited to show the trailer at this upcoming event and then release the full documentary later in November yeah so really really excited for what's in store for us as a team Woohoo! very good so every week Toby and I talk about the most exciting thing the most important lesson and who are our stars of the week um, and this week you've been listening to our marketing stars and you've been learning from their specialisms and I think that's been truly exciting. So thank you to the three of you for joining me today. Um, I can just imagine that you'll get loads of people following up on this because that's what this podcast is all about. The Recruitment Roundup is, is all about you, the audience, and thank you to everybody listening. Thank you for joining us. And please, we love doing this podcast and we love that you listen to it from all over the world. So please do keep rating and reviewing and recommending this podcast. Please get in contact with us with any specific questions you have for us. And if you want to join us on a fintech focus TV or on one of the pods with me in the DEI discussion suite, then we couldn't be happier to accommodate. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>